Happy Monday, my Liberty Kitty Cats. And boy, do we have a treat for you today. It's going to be a classic edition of Lions of Liberty, one of our throwback formats, libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. Uh, I've got myself, Brian, and Odie lined up along with our friend Buck Johnson of the Counterflow podcast. But you guys could have already seen this. You could have already heard it, and you could hear and see the full three-and-a-half-hour edition. Yes, we went for three-and-a-half hours drinking and talking about just about everything under the sun. Uh, What you're going to hear today is the first 90 minutes of that. But if you want the full version and if you want to see shows like this live in the future, you've got to join the Lions of Liberty Pride for as little as $5 a month. You can support this show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. You get all sorts of perks depending on your level, including access to all our bonus audio and video content, live streams that we do for a lot of this stuff. Uh, You also get discounts on merchandise. You can see that over at lionsofliberty.store, as well as tons of bonus content, uh, including shows like Brian's Daily, Good Morning, Fuckhead, Degenerate Gamblers, Conspiracy Corner. There was just so much amazing content in the Pride. So much that we couldn't even contain it here in the public feed. Had to put it over behind the paywall. So check that all out at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. My friends, enjoy the show. We need to empower people with not just the philosophical Flagship Lions of Liberty Podcast, your weekly dose of education, inspiration, and real-world application from the top minds in the liberty movement. If you want liberty, we need to be better leaders, better husbands, better fathers, better friends, better businessmen. We need to be better people. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. We're just Should cross everything. Buck, or does, does Buck just not get introduced? Uh, Mark's not introducing any of us. It's just he's just lying to chit chat. If you listen to anything I've said, we're just hanging out. And whenever I'll figure out how it becomes a show. Don't you worry. Okay. Well, at some point, you probably want to interview, introduce some of the guests. I, I don't need to introduce anybody. Everyone knows who you guys are. Brian McWilliams, host of Electric Liberty Land, fading away. I'm trying. John to Odermatt. This guy, what is going on with host this? of Fighting Freedom? Fucking... Brian's parents are currently not meeting in the past when they're supposed freedom. to. Yeah, Fighting Freedom. That's your show, right? That's what I've been saying for months. Have you not been listening? And Brian, and Brian, Brian literally just disappeared. <laughs> so I would like to actually... Went like with other people. Time, I'd like to take this time to announce that uh, Buck Johnson is actually the new host of Electric Liberty Land. Oh, thank you very much. We're <laughs> excited wait. to have you on board as the new lion. The oh, people will revolt. I, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I'm going to try to close my Here's the question, lens. Brian. Why are you using my background? Why don't you use your own Electric Liberty Land back? Are you embarrassed your logo? Because, Maybe no, because because my background, my actually, I can use the black background. Maybe I'll try that. Uh, because if I background. use my regular white one, it's so white, and I'm so white and bald that I just blend into it. And it also, the crown sticks out of my head like I am, in fact, the Statue of Liberty. That sounds perfect. That sounds like <laughs> exactly pretty, what I want It to. is pretty goddamn sweet. I'm not going to lie to you. It's better All for right, the well, times with the black background, too. More More diverse, more inclusive. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, then we're, we're going to have black there. background on black background because we also have the black background. Oh, I love this. This is huh? great. How about I mean, now? How do you like me now? <laughs> the only part I like is the crown aspect of it. The, uh, the rest See, is blinding. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's upset. It's it's too uh, it's too bright. No, it's Let me, I'll, I'll upload another <laughs> another black background. I've got. Maybe I'll try that. Uh, I'm going to title this episode. What's your background, Brian? And then that's all we're going to talk about for the next. It should be, hour, you could, or it could be called like I was just, like, I said, mentioned Olivia Rondeau again. Some guy on Twitter just was like, "Hey, what you look like? You're thirty to thirty five percent black," which I joked was the new Carnival game. To you or to her? 
She said it to her. And it's like, all right, it's like this is like, it's like the guess your weight when you go to the I carnival. Step that. right up, you look thirty percent black. So it's a guess your black round. Nice. Guess <laughs> your ethnicity. <laughs> oh, and that's the open. All right. Well, I, I am. I, I can say I am very pleased to have. Um, this is actually a couple a couple of big milestones here. Not milestones. I'm just tossing that word around. First of all, we haven't done this format: libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor, where we just drink and we hang out. And we have zero plans and zero idea of where, where it's going to go in quite a while, uh, specifically with my Lions of Liberty co-host here with Odie, with Brian. But we also have, for the first time in this particular format, a special guest, Buck Johnson of Counterflow. So what a great time this is. It's yes. Fantastic. I've been wanting to do this for a couple of years. So So would great. you say, Buck, you might be ready to make some kind of animal noise of some sort? Yes. I'm ready to roar. Look oh, at God. Brian. I like that it's background. I, I did that only. Yeah, right. Mom. This one works. Yeah, that yeah. one works. <laughs> yeah. It looks like I'm a prostitute on the street, you know, in front it of like, uh, electric love. Yes. Dad will have you on anytime now. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the secret. God, if only I knew I was in a hotel with him. I could have just sucked his well, dick right, right. For $5. Yes. Hotep could have watched. He doesn't like away. the nation. You yeah. kind of watched something going on between them. If I remember. I correctly. think you actually they, did watch sex work essentially they they were leaning in a little close at some point one of them had to be getting that. paid at some point in there so yeah it was yeah. it got intense it got I like it got the like, next uh, day and he could barely walk oh yeah man he was, well, he, was. And he doesn't even drink he just smoked so much pot during that yeah that he, he had to consume so much paloma verde cbd uh to, to recover <laughs> which of course you can use now i can actually now announce Again, Buck and Buck Lions, a bunch of our podcasts. We are all uh, we've become somewhat. What's the term I'm looking for? What's it, what's it called? Incestuous. 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 Yes, exactly. Yeah. I tried to find another very, term that wasn't that, but fuck it. Let's use that. Uh, we as well have a Paloma Verde as a sponsor. So whatever you do, do not use discount code Buck or whatever it is. Uh, go over to Paloma Verde. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. You should probably use both discount codes. Use one shipment with discount code Roar for Lions. Twenty five percent off your order over seventy five dollars. Free shipping. All that great stuff. And then maybe next week, use discount code Buck if you still need yeah. Yeah. more. You can rotate back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have no problem with that. There's something going on with one of our sponsors. I don't know. I guess we probably can't talk about that. No. I, I mean, think you should talk about it. We yeah. could. Especially since you just brought it up, so now it's weird. If yeah, what's, what's the drama? But maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Oh, I know which sponsor. Never mind. Yeah, I don't is know it, if we should talk about that. I don't know either. Yeah. So does that? Does that? Especially since he uh, pays us all money, we should probably something. That something that you drink? Yeah, we can skip over that. Well, I'm just going to say he's sponsoring this show, so you'll know later if you're an astute listener, and you should Ooh. go 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 purchase coffee from him, or if you can hear, you'll you'll know. <laughs> anyway, Buck, this has been a dream of yours. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, because I like talking politics, mm-hmm. libertarian politics, and I like drinking. And I like yeah. you guys. They so. go hand in hand. Those yeah. are two of my favorite things. Those are Brian's only two favorite things. That is literally yeah. all I do. My, I don't even know how I got married. I don't know how I, how I have a kid. It's, it's I don't even know how I had sex. Literally, I just don't stop talking or drinking at any point in time. And yet, somehow that sperm worked its way up into my wife's vagina. And <laughs> did it, though? Because that baby's way too adorable to be, have any of your DNA. I don't know. Baby. I mean... I look. I every time Not I drive around, the, around, I see the homeless. Like I look at the homeless on the street, and I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe I see a it up a little bit. Are you sure? Oh, do you Jason want to stable you didn't uh, sneak away with your wife at one oh. of those? Uh, oh, please, dinner Odie. parties. He's, he's a classy individual. He has way too much wealth, power, and Thaddeus Russell is the father of Brian McWilliams' child. <laughs> is it a That's ginger? <laughs> she is a gingy-looking little girl, though. That's and so weird. is and Hochep Jesus is, is as well. Somehow. Mm. Ginger? 
Yeah, he's straight ginger. <laughs> Not a ginger, a father of your child. I smell a sitcom. <laughs> is there one on the way that I don't know about? <laughs> My Three Dads, starring Brian McWilliams, Hotep Jesus, and Thaddeus Russell, raising Brian's actual daughter. <laughs> <laughs> if Hotep Jesus got my wife pregnant, I would just yell at her and say, I thought he was the Hotep, but you're the hoe! You're the hoe! If anyone's good with Photoshop, or you can just do this while you're on the show, Brian, uh, make that make that sitcom poster for us, please. Yeah. Do sitcoms have posters? Are there sitcoms anymore? And if somebody yeah, comes. they have billboards. I've seen billboards around LA with uh, sitcom shit on them. It's usually yeah, for your consideration, etc. Mm, I see. What are you guys Lights drinking? We should talk about that. Elephant in the room, always. I'm going to start with Buck, because I know he's been dreaming, quite literally dreaming, of telling us what he's been drinking. I knew it was going to be bourbon. I knew it. Nice. Nice. Is that a can? Oh, I thought for a second it was so close. The label was so close to the camera. It looked like a can of bourbon. (laughs) Texas, they just sell bourbon by the can. Just crack (laughs) open a little. That's awesome. 12 ounce of bourbon, straight bourbon. Well, it's like that moonshine uh, you can buy. uh, Fuck, it came in like an oil canister or like a paint thinning canister. Remember Mm -hmm. that stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good stuff, too. Yes, my first time. To, my first time to try this one, uh, the liquor store in here in Lockport. It's the first time trying it, and the bottle's half empty. Yeah, no. just, just yeah. bought it this morning. I started. Yeah, I started this morning. The liquor store here in Lockhart doesn't have uh, Noble Oaks, which is my favorite bourbon. So uh, I've never had it, but it sounds awesome. Based it's on very good. Name and your recommendation. Yeah, and this was a Texas one, so not all Texas ones have been that impressive to me, but this one's good. All right, Brian, what have you always wanted to ask Buck Johnson? Uh, Buck, why haven't you out had me on your show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't had you on my show either. Because That's why. We'll do that the then. Vicious cycle. Yeah, let's do it. We'll make it happen. We'll make a magic yeah. magic uh, pod, yeah, baby. We'll book stuff yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who's the most famous person you've seen passed out on a floor? <laughs> that is <laughs> <laughs> I could answer this easily for myself. Oh yeah, I know, I know Odie's answer. But I, I think of people in a weird, you know, answer? I'm in a niche music scene, so I mean, I can yeah. think of plenty of rockabilly musicians. But most people would go, "What the fuck is rockabilly?" That's, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, with your music, you know, you're the music I, I world. I was want, like, maybe you've seen some people that were passed out. I don't want to know, know the man just know what rockabilly is, and then. Was yeah. it uh, was it Johnny Rocket that just passed out? Johnny Adams? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does Johnny watch this? I hope so. I don't know if, don't know if Johnny watches anything Johnny anymore. Yeah, no, I talked to him not that long ago. I mean, I don't know if he's watching live. I don't think he's in the Pride. But Isn't uh, Johnny oh. probably in the middle of being married again? I, every time I, I just text him, I'm like, is it, am I interrupting a wedding ceremony? Look, no? we're all in the middle of being married. So <laughs> he's he's been yeah, in this, this marriage for quite a while, I think. I don't know. I don't keep track of the comes and goings of Johnny Rocket. Who's Jack? That's a comment. Bruce, Bruce McGee. What's, What's Jack? Jack? Oh, he's no, talking about Jack me. Are you Jack? Good morning, Liberty name? guys. Call me Jack because oh, I call Nate. Oh, Nate. Right. Nate. That, oh, yeah. Now that's yeah. a deep insider. Whatever. I'm drinking. <laughs> no, uh, Justin. These crossovers do not make your job easier because we're still pr- producing the same amount of content. Sweetwater for or Sweetwater IPA, which you guys don't enjoy IPA, so fuck you. No. I do. I, that's what I drank prior to this. Mm. I mean, so you're saying it's a, a man, bitch beer that a man does to pregame to, to it's a day drinking easy drinking lady yeah. beer well, and then you get into the real man's bourbon later but Odie's just sitting here still drinking the uh, the urine beer that other people use as appetizers or lunchtime it's just the to get through the day. in my brain it, you, it's called uh, libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor Liquors, and I beer. thought well I can't have beer then it doesn't say that so yep 
Yeah. When we started the first couple episodes, it was Fuck, only like, right. and then and it's kind of, yeah, it's just alcohol well, now, really. I'm not even going to talk about what I'm drinking. Actually, I, at some point, I'm going to leave this room when I have to pee, which will be can I not guess what before you're drinking? the show. I, I bet I can guess it. What I'm drinking? Yeah. I bet you can. You're drinking, you're drinking wine. I, I bet it's lamer than you think it is. Uh, is it, is it Rumplemints over ice? Drinking a wine cooler? Rumplemints is <laughs> not lame, by the way. Rumplemints fucks you up. I know that's and, uh, Mike's that's hard lemonade. All right, I'm just I'm gonna explain myself here, but I I actually have whiskey in the other room somewhere, so I, I think I will at some point go out and dip in because Buck has made me realize that I'm not even living up to the the show that who invented the name of this format, Libertarians and Living Strength Liquor. I want to say me, but that could just be I my did. memory. No, it was definitely 100 percent me because I got it from obviously comedians and cars drinking coffee. Oh, actually, uh, I, do, I do kind of recall you comparing yeah. it to that. Okay, makes sense. I'll hand it. I'll hand you this one, Mister Fighting Freedom. Anyway, I'm drinking a hard kombucha. Don't oh, if, wow. That's the you, goddamn lamest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's, that's freaking Michael Bolden territory. But Michael Bolden manned up and switched to bourbon, which is how I got so fucked up when I got together with him in Stapleton. And maybe I'll pull a Bolden because I got it. But uh, I'll tell you how this happened. A, I just forgot the fact that I need to buy booze to, before the show. So, so I'm sitting down. I'm ready. I'm like, what am I missing? Oh, the alcohol. So I go in my fridge. I bought these for my wife. Why? Because she uh, likes things that are gluten-free and, and such, and she likes kombuchas, so that's why I bought them. She's not here, but the kombuchas still are. And they have <laughs> 6% alcohol. There's worse that's, beers. Well, wow. and, after, right. and after she leaves you, Mark, Mark is going to write a poem called She's Left Me, But the Kombuchas Are Still Here. Can't wait to hear that epic poem. The kombuchas. <laughs> the kombuchas. Anyway. But at some point, I think I'll sneak out and. and, and Why does Cam that. Newton not have a kombucha line called Cam Newton's? Cam probably because it's not called kombucha. That's probably the first. Kombucha. Kombucha. They can't. But, but but here what I'm pitching here. Cam Newton's kombucha. He's a weird guy. Well, a lot Justin of his fans would drink that shit. Johnny does a happy hour every other week and always makes fun of me for drinking. Oh, you, he's talking about Johnny Perfita. I thought he was talking about Johnny yeah. Adams. I was like, what? What are the words? Is Johnny I Adams' secret too. happy hour here? Justin, when, when were you drinking this Mike's Hard Lemonade? Was it 1995 or yeah, what? <laughs> is, this, is this middle school in the, in the early 90s at the prom? This is driving me nuts. I'm changing my shirt. All right, Brian's changing his shirt. What else? What else is going on, Buck? Buck, uh, I, I will say, uh, I'm curious. I want to poke your brain because this is actually, this has been an internal conversation within the Lions of Liberty. It's something that you've already done. And it's a, a conversation we've only had with ourselves and also with the pride with some, you know, some of our Mufasa level or 25 a month patrons who get to do a monthly mm. call with us. But we have talked about the idea of rebranding in mm. some way, shape or form. And that mm. is something you have very recent experience with. Your show used to be called Death to Tyrants. And that seemed to you, understandably, to put you in a bit of a box. I think you even mentioned when I had you on, and I think you, I heard you t uh, say this to Thad, too, when you did an interview with him, that you actually had guests turn you down specifically because it was called Death the Tyrants. Yeah. So that kind of put you in a box in many who, ways. I, what is happening with this shirt? God damn it. Wait, wait, who turned you down? Here this I am so setting up a brilliant question. Wait, wait, wait. wait. But I got to stop it. Who turned and you, we who talk turned about you down, though? Who turned he you tried down? to have Dick, like, Dick Cheney on. Who, okay. Dick Cheney's against, like, come yeah, on, you can't. Exactly. Yeah, was it a tyrant? Like, who's who's opposed to death to tyrants? No, it was, a it, was, it was a tyrant. <laughs> it was a pacifist. That's all. I'm guessing, yeah, they, oh. they disagree with the death part. But the okay. thing is, everyone dies, and all tyrants will die eventually. So really, you're yeah. just taking the obvious. It was someone that shares a producer with me. I don't like Ooh. the names. Whoa. Though. Interesting. I don't even know you had a producer. So Yeah. And Pause that's why media. you should support the Lions of Liberty at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. 
so we can hire producers. Just kidding. We don't need them, but we do need money. A lot of it. So we need. Producers. I would say anybody listening to this show would argue that we definitely need a producer. I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> I think hurt. This is the the first and foremost. If there was a, a trial, first going of all, on, who could produce a. you, Brian? Who the fuck could ever produce you? Think That's an that insult somewhere. to my parents and the cloning tank they used. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment to your parents for making it this far. <laughs> Are you going to rebrand? Well, it's been a discussion. But John, you did a little bit. I mean, you we're not, changed we're the not name. making a commitment. We're just yeah, discussing. yeah. I, I rebranded from Felony Friday, which I, I mean, it's been great. It, I mean, I was in such a small box, which was good for the run. To just talking exclusively about the criminal justice system, but with COVID happening, you know, and so many other stories of you know, really tyranny local tyranny with business owners mm-hmm. um not being able to talk about that stuff that's that was the main driver for the for the rebrand to kind of get out of that box but what we're talking about is i guess we're just going to put it all out there why not who cares yeah, yeah, why, why not, not? um so what happens so, when i start chugging back the kombuchas gentlemen <laughs> lions of liberty it's a well-known brand i mean you see yeah, those you thing. know yeah, yeah grandma's all over the country that, that, no, no. People have on Twitter, you know, what's your favorite podcast? You'll see Lions of Liberty pop up there, all that stuff. It'll it's be somewhere great. around 17 or 18, almost consistently. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do see it all the time. That's that's the issue. You guys have been around since Tom Woods started. So that's, yeah. that's since about part. a month before, if we're being yeah. technical. Well, we're trying to think of whether or not, you know, one way to pivot that would keep the brand intact, but allow us a little bit more freedom with the shows would be to do a Lions of Liberty network. And then have the show rebrand so the shows themselves would not, you know, Lines of Liberty as a show would change to something different. Um, Electric Liberty Land might change to something similar. I don't know if I really need to change so that. Brian yells show. at stuff. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know if I really need to change it that much. I think it's kind of fine. It, it ties in with yep. pop culture, you know, like Ladyland. Yeah. I, I don't think know. I need to change mm. it. I think Because the elephant pretty- in the room is the word liberty. Liberty. And, uh, right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to say I, it, but. The word liberty to I some mean, people it means Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's the shorthand for what we were going to say. And then they see Brian. Yeah, I know, and then that doesn't help at all. Hey, do you want to hear a great joke? <laughs> and they're like, Marks no, no, we got two stuff. other guys too. They're white. And then it's over. And uh, one of them kind of looks like Richard Spencer right now with the haircut. So like, <laughs> that's the other one true. This thing Every down. haircut I get looks more like Richard Spencer. I'm like, God, can we? <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought we were talking between Buck and Odie. I don't know. They both got a little bit of Richard Spencer. I was right talking now. about Odie specifically, but I, I suppose I could almost. Buck's yeah. got a little, a little close crop. You know, he's got that. Yeah, I got that, a little uh, Spence. Little that militant look. Spence. Yeah. <laughs> Lions of Post Liberty. I see it already. <laughs> well, that's literally like one of the uh, one of the things we're talking about. Yeah, like the no, host, not, whole post literally one of the ones we're talking about. <laughs> no, but post libertarianism, you know, it's uh, it is definitely something we're thinking about as far as you know, I don't. I don't think adding post to our title no, 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 changes no, no, no. the the preconceptions. Uh, the <laughs> only way we do that is minute. if Post Serial became a huge sponsor of the podcast. In which case, fine. We're, we're oh, yeah, yeah, sell we'll out. sell out. I think that that's clear. I mean, yeah, post liberty. That's, that's a good if no you guys are listening out there, big pharma, big government, big cereal. If you want all the post, the business to uh subvert the post libertarian movement by being post lines of liberty, we will gladly take that on. No problem. Maybe instead of post libertarian, we should be post lions. We should be like an, an, an another evolution of lions. Like, lions are nice, they're nice to think about, nice to look at, but we need something more. So, what comes after the regular lions? a liger? Okay, Ligers of Liberty. Ligers of Liberty. Liberty I do not hate at all. In fact, I'm about to go order a new logo. 
tonight at the end of the show. Dan Smots, if you're listening, we need a new logo. It's Ligers of Liberty. Hopefully you're watching mm-hmm. live. You pay us money to do so. I mean, we're trying we to use that money logo. to pay you to make us a new logo. Yeah. And the question is, you know, do we want to say, like I'll say, having a podcast network thing, you know, so that we could keep it as the overarching thing that might work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know. We, you know we're tossed, what are some of the names you guys were tossing out, Mark? I can't remember. The Mark Clare Show. Well, that could be under the Alliance of Liberty Network. That's fine. <laughs> he just wants to call it the whole network. No, the whole Claire Show. <laughs> all of it. Even you, you're like, all right, welcome back to the Mark Clare Show. This is Brian McWilliams. <laughs> this is um, alternate host, Brian McWilliams. I don't want to put all the names out there, but if you yeah, have a name and idea. Some of us would probably be a business, yeah. co- a business call. That feel free to hit us up without with the it. entire world potentially listening. Well, um, we're definitely going to do a new logo soon. That's something we're working on. The reason I brought it up, though, is that I, I did want to get Buck's um, perspective on his own rebranding, because I think it's been, how long has it been? Like eight, eight ten January months? January 1st. Okay, so I was close. Yeah, it was, it was really close. The timing was perfect to do it. We discussed it in November, December, and I was like, well, we got a new year coming. Let's just do it right when January starts. So that was just kind of a clean break. Um, How's it been? Good, helpful, uh, seamless for the most part. You still get people. There was a while where, you, and I still do a little bit, where someone will comment on something or other and go, I, I like the old name better, which is fine. Um, it doesn't bother I me. But now, thank you. Um, <laughs> but it is, I just sold out quickly of the Death to Tyrants shirts that I had left in stock. And so there was almost a cool, like, I felt cool being able to say, I've got death to tyrants. Because for a while I was like, all right, I can't say that name anymore. I got to separate it. And now everyone knows, so I can still bring it up, but it's not a big deal. And so I like being able to reference like the old days, if you will. Sounds good. I I like now also, you've got a great merchandising option. This is another reason why we need to change the name. Is uh, now anytime you want to up your Patreon, you know, get people interested in uh, buying some merch and supporting the show, you go for a limited time only. You can get your Death to Tyrants T-shirts. I'm only printing up fifty of them. Get yep. them now, you know, whatever, and then people will jump on that shit. It's yeah, over so. now, but you can, yeah, in five years, you'll be like, I'm doing a limited edition five year anniversary of the death of Death to Tyrants yes. T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. for as little as forty nine ninety nine, you can get a signed version. Signed by yep. Buck. And we'll take a 10% cut of that for making the idea. Obviously, I thought that way. Yeah, that's the manager. Again, this is all stuff that can be talked about in the business call that we're going to have immediately. We are doing that right after this, right? Buck's joining us. I invited him. I hope it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Justin. We're going to make the rebranding decision in two hours. Two hours from now. Um, But like, have you noticed that? I mean, you don't need to get into necessarily the details of your specific numbers per se, but if you. Has it helped your show grow, do you think, just by by having a, a sort of a, a, I don't know, a less, because even I, like, I before I knew who you were, you reached out and I was, and you were said, I do the show Death of Tyrants, and I didn't know who you were at that point, and I was like, yeah, I'm totally down, but I, I had a certain image of you just from that name, and I think that who you are and the the host mm-hmm. that, that showed up to that interview was different than what I expected, mm-hmm. only going on nothing more than the image of the name. I'm picturing just... An angry, you know, an angry animal who just it just wants to yell and rant and scream about the state. And you're total. That's actually not even close to who you are. You're like a very thoughtful interviewer who really puts thought into questions and is very precise in how you go about things. So I think that the name doesn't really fit who you who you are, who you were as a show. So if that's that's why I think it was a good idea to change the name. Um, but I'm curious if if you've noticed that rebranding, just doing more for what you're able to do and what you're able to accomplish and the response that you get from the show. It's definitely, it allows me to, to throw a, cast a wider net as far as guests go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's the main thing. And, and the bump in the audience, it, it's, it's hard to, to say, well, it's because I changed the name because Thad helped with that stuff too. And so when you go on a podcast like his or something, then you automatically get a bump anyway. So uh, the bump thing I can't speak on really because I combined it again with joining Thad's thing. But uh, yeah, it just allowed me to cast a wider net. And and it's interesting. I don't feel, especially like I've heard so many people like say what you just said, Mark. And so now when I reach out to someone that's kind of outside of our little circle, I don't feel weird like, ah, this is a strange name or anything. I, I, mm. I think this this seems more uh, doable to not a normie because i don't have many of them on in general but just someone who's not an ancap yeah, yeah. it's not an intimidating name counterflow whereas death the tyrants just yeah you know there's it's, anger in that name <laughs> you yeah. can't deny it, so college professors that i've wanted on uh y- you know even if they're affiliated with mises in some form they would see death to tyrants. Oh, I think we're getting close to finding out one of the people to turn him down. I, another one just popped in my mind. <laughs> another one just popped in we're my gonna mind. We're going to figure it out. That's the goal at the end of the show. It's just I to can get, think of two. Either to figure it out, ment- like through you know mental gymnastics, or to get just buck drunk enough. That he just, we need yeah, we need that yeah. list. It's like in Billy Madison where uh, you know Steve Buscemi's got the list of people to kill, and Buck's just got I that. I mean, we as can he start with a long on. list. We can just look up every Mises-related <laughs> scholar and then just check some. It's not Anthony Samara. Name him. Okay, name him all. Him yeah. No, I actually. Yeah, he he's been. I've, what if know, it was? I mean, no, like brother, I won't do your show. Death the Tyrants is way too yeah. angry for me. That's the worst Anthony Samroff impression I've ever heard. He, in my life. That's a second. That sounded like Paul. It was like Paul of the Beatles. Hey, Awful. I'd really like to speak with you about this book I wrote. That's, that's also better. terrible. It doesn't sound anything like that. Too. Yeah. All right, well, well then let's hear yours, pal. You got to put up or well, shut up. Well, let me tell you how you want to talk if you're Anthony Samaroff. First off, you have to speak a little bit slowly and you really have to lean into the Scottish accent. That's how you talk. That's how Anthony Samaroff talks. You want to go he get talks a more, more quietly, though. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty good. Well, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make it. Yeah, I he is like I could uh, overhead press him. Yeah. Oh, totally. Easily. I would. He's a small I would man. take. I love Anthony, but I would take anyone in a fight. Angela versus Ant- Anthony Samaroff. I take <laughs> Ant- in a fight. Anthony in a understandably second. thinks I'm. I'm literally trying to avoid him because every time he's going to be in L.A., I'm literally have a flight the same like the same day. Are you going like, to be? I'm like, you're not going to believe this, dude. I'm literally flying out of the country. This and this has happened like twice in the last this, month. Uh, well, are you going to be? Are you gone? This air, this episode is going to air after I I speak at the. I will uh, be gone. Yes, LA it will have already return. occurred when this airs. Okay, because Anthony's speaking there too on. No, Saturday. I mean, he did speak on Saturday, Brian. He, he, he did speak. Unless he you're a patron, great. in which in case this will happen on Saturday. See the time warp you get in this way. You just got to pay the five damn bucks a month, be a patron, and then you don't got to think about when is this airing, when did this happen. You can see it all live. It's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Anthony like, is like, like the, the one uh, person watching right now. <laughs> no, that's it's more than that. That's just uh, that's don't don't believe that number. There's <laughs> hundreds watching right now. <laughs> well, hundreds will watch by the time it airs, but. <laughs> But uh, no, Anthony, he's traveling like he doesn't he doesn't live anywhere right now. All he's doing, yeah. he's traveling, speaking That's the around the United States, which is uh, I mean, it's kind of awesome. You he's know, everybody's I, libertarian drunk uncle now that just comes and sleeps on your couch, you know, tries to fondle your youngest daughter and then moves on to another city. <laughs> Can I ask you not to <laughs> which is the Scottish in the way? <laughs> 
I'm sorry I impregnated your daughter, but I have to go now to Austin. Someone's got a couch for me to sleep on, and I have to what sell the these books. That's library why is open. I couldn't afford Plan B without spending more money on the books. I'm going on a jet ski with Stefan Kinsella this evening. <laughs> I would love to see Anthony ride Stefan Kinsella down the mountain. Was he there with him when he was skiing? Yes. Some of those video clips were hilarious. <laughs> Anthony went up and said he thought it was uh, Kinsella because they all had their fucking masks and, and, and beanies and all this gear on. And it wasn't. And he's like, hey, you fucking little faggot. <laughs> some, some guys all, what? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so terribly sorry. I thought you were my Austro-libertarian friend. <laughs> I don't even long. know what accent that is. I don't either. I, have I no heard idea. you talking about IP and I came running up on my ski. Well, you wouldn't run on skis, but I <laughs> oh, can't do these accents. Uh, leave it to professionals, guys. You know, stick to what you're good at. And, uh, Brian, have you ever been paid to do an accent? What's that? Hold on, Mark, you you're cutting out. to do an accent? Am I cutting uh, out or you just don't want to answer the question? He no, said, have you ever like, been paid to do an accent? No, it was like a weird delay where I, was, I saw his mouth move. And then I don't know, Buck saw it too. I saw his Mark go, and then he just the has one of those new filters. Later. That's just on what his I camera do. Yeah. Where the someone Kung else's Fu mouth filter. actually, it's his wife's yeah. mouth that is moving. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, have I been paid to? That's why I'm drinking the kombucha. It's not even really me. <laughs> I don't know if I have. I don't think so. Well, I guess I have been when I, when I worked at Sesame then Place. Don't call yourself a professional. That was not, I. I, I got impression. paid to do. Uh, yeah, I did. Yelling at children is not an impression of Big Bird. Yelling at children is one of the finest skills you can master. Think about this. Think about this, guys. If I can yell at children and get away with it, who can't I yell at? That's why my show's so popular. Do you that doesn't do make voiceover work, Brian? Uh, you know, I need to. I, I've been meaning to make a demo forever, and I just haven't done it. So sure. I'm hoping to, to record one at home now. So anytime, why don't you just day do it now? now and then you don't need I to record know. it. It's already being recorded. I know. We'll give seriously. you five minutes. I got to pee anyway. Perfect. All right, Buck, read me off some lines and uh, we'll do it right here. You can produce it and be my agent. <laughs> do you do you, you, you get paid though for stand up comedy? Yes. Uh, like, I have in the past, but not overall. No, I, I paid I in stand up drinks, a couple years maybe that you wasn't yeah, a joke, Buck. You should try stand up. You work What's in that? some type of entertainment, yes. I work at, so I do public relations for a living. I'm a writer on the side. I did stand What's up comedy. For? Uh, everything. Uh, everything. I think. I mean, a lot of it's entertainment Whoever industry. A lot of it's, yeah, yeah very Except little. Except for pay. Lions of Liberty. He refuses to do any yeah. PR for Lions of Liberty. <laughs> My brother's not there. He's, and we're not interested. Senior so vice okay. president of PR for Fox Searchlight Films. Oh, and, that's awesome. Well, he makes oh. much more money and has much more influence than I do. I, I work Dang. for a boutique agency. He's got more wealth, power, <laughs> and influence, you might he say. He does. Yes. Yes. Matt Erickson would like my brother. He'd make, you know, he'd make more money. Yeah, no shit. Well, I, it's one of those odd things. being so poor. Probably. Well, we were, you know, it's like I'm a boutique agency. So, you know, we're, it's one of those things where the ups and downs, and I'm getting real sick of the ups and downs, and we'll see how the next couple of months go might dictate my career choices. But you get that nice, you know, like the quality of life's very good in that I have, I very, very much dictate my schedule, what I do. I'm left the fuck alone, which is very important to me. So working in the corporate environment never appealed to me of, that much. A lot of dictating when you're stable. left alone. A lot yeah. of dictating. <laughs> so, yeah, being in the corporate environment didn't really appeal to me, but it, the stability of the corporate environment now is uh, is appealing, especially after the pandemic, man, because it's just been a rough fucking year. Really rough. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Well, killed we, the show. All right, thanks, everybody. Good, 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 good. I feel like we need to talk about something con- controversial. I wish there was. Oh yeah, let's talk about every controversial. I d- well, I was going to say, do we? I don't want the the biggest controversial thing that you just did. You know, a show on, and it's like been beat to death. You know what I'm talking about, obviously. COVID. We already brought up Clint's Clint's music. Let's yes. keep beating it. I love Clint's music. <laughs> you know, I, I have to. All right, I got to bring it up now because I, for a while, I was actually saying. I don't know. It's hard. I, I think that I really love your theme song, Buck. I really do. Ah. It's, it's awesome. Thanks. I, I also I like say, it too. Buck, I can Buck, actually argue you're not a libertarian. He's the guy who's rock and roll. Buck, Buck. Is that the one? Is that the old theme song? That's the old one. Ah. It's been a while. But Clint's, Clint's original rap that he wrote that includes all the references to all these it's other awesome. libertarian podcasts, it's awesome. I love it. It's, it might be my favorite. But I could call you my favorite other other favorite. <laughs> So you're saying mine's anyway. not strictly a libertarian show? Well, I, I'm saying that as a compliment. I'm yeah, saying that as, as yes, that's yeah. not a box you necessarily need to be put in, and that's part yeah. of why we discussed the rebranding thing. Because yeah. does of liberty put us in a box? And it does. And it's, not, it's not even a question; it's a statement. Of course, it does. It does in yeah. any well, sense, whether well, it does Buck, to us let, or let not. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: do, do you consider yourself a libertarian, or do you put do you put any label on yourself? It depends what room I'm in and who I'm talking to. With you guys, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, it depends who I'm talking to. Some of the times that label's embarrassing. What uh, if you're talking to Thaddeus Russell? Yeah, he knows me well. I know. Um, I'd say paleo-libertarian to kind of qualify it in an easier-to-digest uh, way for me. But All right, so why don't you... I don't want someone to think of Reason Magazine, Nick Sarwark, mm. um, Cato and me that's fair what yeah, can you define was... what what you mean by paleo libertarian because i think that is a, a term that has been so misjudged in, in recent times mm. the last 20 years or so that mm-hmm. for many people that don't really understand the history even well-meaning people who might not be of yeah. the other libertarian you might be talking about they think of it as oh yeah it, that's when Rory Rothbard liked David Duke and it's, it's, it's about libertarians embracing racism right that's what it is right but that's obviously to me, that even brought that up to me that's that yeah. paleo strategy that's when he actually literally you know, brought up David Duke <laughs> yes yeah, like, that's a great point that's why I don't like to describe myself in any ways close to the paleo movement because people automatically revert to that thinking um yeah I would just say right-wing libertarian which I think more people in the LP, well, not the LP so much, but maybe the LP MC should admit to being because a lot of them, a lot of them are not all of them, but um, yeah, they're going to get called Nazis anyway. So yeah, I mean, the good ones will anyway. Anyone who associates, if if I say yes, I'm a paleo libertarian, and they think you must like David Duke. Eh, I mean, that's not someone who I would care to associate with probably anyway so um david duke it's funny that the people still use that name he's so irrelevant and he always has been but he's kind of this and these people couldn't name one david duke position nor could i but that nor could i was gonna say nor could i that's no. the point though yeah and, well, and they, they look at him as like the mlk for white supremacists which is why he's so prominent and they can't the reason why david duke's so pertinent to people is that they can't think of another prominent white supremacist because there, there's, there's, no, there's nobody right. else they can think of period that's yes, right you know, that's why just robbie the fire and dave and dave <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're some of those people um yeah i just think paleo libertarian kind of defines you i like lou rockwell as one of my heroes jeff deitz is one of my heroes 
And so I know that they associate themselves with that leaning that way. So that's, uh, I do as well. And I feel more comfortable in that uh, circle. Where's the question? Have you found, well, if you'll say, have you found you have your opinions, have your viewpoints, has anything changed over the past couple of years? Oh, fuck yeah. I, I asked someone that, and I also won't say who, but someone said no to that question. Um, I don't even that's know. How always, that's possible. scary I when you hear that. Even not, if nothing crazy yeah. happened, that the answer that's a scary answer because we should really always be reanalyzing things, taking in new information. Correct. It doesn't mean your base philosophy needs to change, but if your perspectives right. aren't changing, then I don't. Then you're just asleep. And that's what I like about this. Uh, now I'm almost hesitant to say post libertarian because it keeps getting thrown about now, and now that's getting yeah. Like, and now it's a new label. Like trying yeah, to escape one label and, and getting a right, new and it's like whatever sure if if you say that you say that and i like the way pete was describing it on his last show but that's all we're doing is just discussing new ideas it's not like we're saying i hate libertarianism or anything like that we're just discussing it's like you keep reading and you have new ideas you can banter them about maybe you don't like it and yeah the 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 biggest thing i learned from the last 18 months is you don't really need government to enforce a lot of tyranny uh, a, yes. lot of, a lot of yes. your neighbors do it voluntarily, even in Texas, to an extent. I was in Austin. It was worse there, but I moved away. Um, but the corporate thing is becoming pretty apparent. I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Malice's new show with Alex Jones. I, yep. I've been listening. Not yet, no. That's oh, my, my God. It's, it's good. It's, it's really not like good. Joe Rogan level great, but it's, it's enjoyable. I shouldn't but say. He, yeah, Alex here. was on his best behavior for he was. Alex. Yeah, yeah, he was very, uh, very. Ah, I, that's interesting because with Malice, I thought he'd be on, you know, it would just be a real oh, shit show. We got a new uh, comment. Malice kept oh, it. Oh, there's my Someone man. Someone here cares. Why isn't he asking us about money? I don't get it. <laughs> um, Malice kept it very structured for the most he part. He had Malice like a list like, of questions. Stop having yeah. flat butts, libertarians. <laughs> but I, I've listened to Alex. You know, he's from here. Up, so man? I've listened to him for since the late 90s. And it was really nice to hear him kind of evolve over the years into where he realizes Sandy Hook was fake. Not kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> Sexy boys. For, I just well, called. we're kicked off YouTube now. I'm Thanks joking. <laughs> um, YouTube people. But to realize that the corporate stuff, <laughs> for one, they're not private entities. They're all funded by government and, and, and propped up by government, to say the least. And so to realize that's the new power, it's not necessarily government guns coming after us in the way that libertarians, including mm-hmm. myself, have always... Um, qualified tyranny but it's it's your neighbors sometimes it's corporate power sometimes uh mm. propped up by government of course and it's so, always been it's 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 really the re- it's the realization now it's the realization, yeah, realization. that this is something i know that like we've been talking about this internally and maybe it's leaked into podcasts here and there for years but there's so much i mean this is murray rothbard's thing it's uh do you hate the state and yes, I hate the state. I hate what happens as a result of the state. But what do I hate when I hate the state? What am I really hating? Well, what is the state? The state is a manifestation, essentially, of what most of my family and neighbors want in some way, shape, or form. So do I hate my family and neighbors? No, I want to change the way they see the world, and I want to I want to change what manifests in the world, in the world due to what I see as their very poor beliefs. Right. But I, well, do also, I hate yeah. them? No, I hate what they conceive. Agreed. And it's like, you know, one of those things where we can look at the damage the state does, right? Mil- you know, obviously the war on drugs, obviously the military industrial complex and the damage it does overseas. But when you look at the reality of most people's everyday lives, 
yeah, their neighbors are far more dangerous. Like you talk about black Americans, you know, the lynchings that happened typically weren't at the state doing those lynchings. Those mm. are neighbors doing those lynchings. Those are people in the in that they probably met that they know that are doing those lynchings. You know, it's the people yep. that now that are calling for, you know, that'll rat you out and, and uh, yes. you know, scream at your house or these, these groups now that surround people's houses, these woke mobs that surround people's houses. Those are people's neighbors, you know, it's no one so from DC. It's no one from Washington, DC, unless you live there. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I saw one of my uh, red pill moments through 2020 was I was in the music scene in Austin and I would see musicians that I had played music with saying things on one hand, defund the police. On the other hand, if someone leaves their house this summer, last year, uh, there should be police drones filming them and having them arrested immediately. And it's like, damn. So, so the military, the industrial complex, the, the police industrial complex, they've got voluntary soldiers. Exactly. Who, it's on one hand claim to hate them. On the other hand, we'll do their work for them. And so that's, that's a whole nother level. It's stuff that I wasn't ready to uh, deal with until it happened. And it's like, wait a second. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's like, you know, a lot of the policies put into place are supported, like you say, supported by these willing people. And, and it's also one of those things where a lot of the shit the government gets away with, they could not get away with if on some level there wasn't yes. the will of the people behind them, at least initially. And that's the terrifying mm-hmm. thing, too, and why we have to constantly be pushing back against this, because the will of the people enables X, Y, and Z, continues to grow from there. And then we see people be complacent. And I've argued this before in the past, too, is that and other people have made this point. It's not exclusive, but we have it so good in this country, too, that people typically will overlook so much because their everyday lives really aren't impacted. You know, it's Correct. Just, they, they don't give a shit about the war on drugs because it's not impacting them. They don't give a shit about the military industrial complex because it's not impacting them personally. And, you know, for the most part, a lot of people's taxes, if they're not getting paid off by the government to not complain about their lot in life, well, they, they can survive. They still have a house. They still have access to all the cheap food, the cheap amenities, the cheap goods yeah. and services that are provided to us. So yes. they're not going to That's the difference between the Brave New World thing and the... Uh I've had too much bourbon already. A brave new world. That's not true. No, no, you have not had not enough possible. bourbon, and the the lack of bourbon is getting. In 1984. Oh, this yeah. goddamn background is making me so angry. I'm losing my fucking mind. Sorry. Go ahead. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it exactly. Good. Aldous Huxley versus. Uh, yeah, exactly. Correct. Yeah. Well, I One, mean, they, the- they lull you to sleep and allow you to just be fulfilled with these cheap, flimsy pleasures, and you just want what they give you. The other thing is that they're actually actively taking over with guns. It's it's a difference, right. and we're yeah, yeah. And we know yeah. that in America, because we've lost so many wars. Sorry, Odie. Uh, <laughs> you keep interrupting me. I know. Sorry. We know. You know. We've seen a hot war where the United States government actively fights against its own population. The United States government is likely to lose because we lose all the time yeah. against yeah. Uh, you know our smallly armed populations. Yes, that's not you. true, Brian. You don't have it any nukes. You don't have any nukes. You would lose. <laughs> Hands up, don't nuke. Hands up, don't nuke. Forthcoming, Mark. It's forthcoming to the Lions Liberty Store. Um, Will it be in the store by the time this airs? Can we say it is? Probably not. But you should go to LionsLiberty.store to check it out and yeah, the pride for twenty percent off the order anyway. All of our other great, great t-shirts shirts there. But, you we know, do not have at the Tyrant shirts, unfortunately. No, sadly. We should, I'm sold out. Nobody we should have bought one and sold it on our store <laughs> at a five, <laughs> five times markup. You should. <laughs> and if you have anything to say about it, talk to Stefan Kinsella. <laughs> uh, but no, the point I, would, I just want to finish <laughs> up that I'm going to talk. 
is that is that you know the government when you look at it their option they have no option to have a hot war here domestically their only option is to slowly drown us in a warm bath where people are too content and too happy and too sedated yeah. to put up a fight they're not yep. doing a very good part of the too content part right now <laughs> well <laughs> from, from it, most people. Yeah, but people I, are I angry think... at each other not the government I don't think they have to. Yeah, they're obviously trying to do that, and they'll always try to do that. But they don't have to keep us content anymore, and they don't have to kill us. And you've talked about this, Brian, and we've probably all talked about it on our shows. All they have to do is take away our access to uh, influence people, to have a podcast, to be on YouTube, to to have a platform. They can cut you off like that, no problem. I mean, we've been demonetized for two years now on YouTube. Yeah, so, really? they haven't, take, they haven't taken it away, but they have no way to get it, it fixed. We can't figure out how to fix it. <laughs> and I think yeah. Alex Jones was talking about that. He did uh, on, on part of the show today, yep. where you know, just in order for him to you know accept credit cards and and you know banking and all that stuff, he has to pay more money. Like right now, they're still letting him do it, but well, you just got to pay a little more. The fees are going to be this much higher. So at some point, it's going to be well, you know what? No, no more. We, We're, we don't want your money anymore. Yeah. And I, and he, he made a very good point because I've heard, I don't like when conspiracy theorists come after Alex, maybe because I'm biased because I've heard him for so long and they'll say, well, he's just part of the, the system and he's, he's, uh, you know, controlled opposition and all this stuff. I always think you're, you're just jealous because he got more famous than you did doing the same thing. But they've, they've always said, well, if he was really, a, if he was legit, they'd take him out. And to your point, John, he mentioned this on Malice's show. They have taken him out. Uh, they've, they've taken him off every platform that he was on. That's how you do it now. You're, they don't need to come to his door and shoot him. Yeah. They need to take him off of every platform that he was on, and they did that. They did it to the president, yeah. crazy enough. Yeah. And so that's and Vin Armani has spoke on this, too. They're not going to come and take your gun. They're going to. Uh, lock you furious, no, they'll make it because taking come and take your gun. I mean, either way, if you if they come and take your gun, and you go out shooting. Now you're a real martyr, right? And there's that whole big conversation about martyrism and all that other shit. Um, Then you're a real martyr. If you just de-silence somebody, de-platform them, undermine them, and make them out to be a kook, then they just fade away, you know? Empirically, Neil Diamond, Diamond, uh, Neil Young was right. (laughs) Better to burn out than to fade away. Or Neil Diamond, maybe better to burn out than fade away. So, yeah. Which it, it, it kind of worries me, like to go back to what we were talking about with, you know, the the, the complicated um, entanglement between the state and corporations and how we have corporations really exacting, in many cases, more tyranny than the, than the state. And what Dave Smith is doing or will be doing um, when he runs for president, running a libertarian campaign, it's difficult to run a political campaign against the government, um, you know, trying to make government smaller and also against corporations. I, I don't know how you really do that, honestly, and communicate it in a cohesive way, because I don't know how to communicate what the solution needs to be in a uh, in a coherent way. It's not easy, cohesive. John. You just end the state and the corporations. I <laughs> think, well, look, I, I hate to I hate to come back and, and uh, plug an episode that I already no, did, you don't. but. I, I don't hate it. I love it. But no, I think I, I honestly believe, you know, I did an episode called Your Not The, right? And the emphasis was on changing the way we message. And I do think this is an important thing, even though I don't know if I convinced anybody in the episode, but a lot of what we're communicating gets much less complicated if you just make it personal to people. You know, it's like I was talking about. So instead of attacking corporations as a monolithic thing, we must attack corporations, attack people's 
individual ways in which they're affected by crony capitalism, by corporations and the government being tied in together and point that out in a way that's relatable and makes them think of other ways that they are being impacted. If you do that, then you start a cascade in their mind that's actually be far more effective than just saying, look at that big fucking thing, because people are going to go, what do we do about that big fucking thing? I don't know. But if you got people pissed off thinking about how they've been wronged by that thing, how their everyday lives are impacted by that thing, then they might actually start to think of ways that they personally can fight back against it. Look at the fight back against the cable companies, right? Everybody said, I'm cutting the cord. Now, granted, it's all fucking stupid because now we all have 60 different uh, subscriptions, which I just wish they put it back together in a thing called cable again. And I can have no, it all it's one still, It's still place. better. Cable's still horrible. <laughs> that's, I don't care what anyone says. That's Chris your Spangle, if you're listening, fuck your cable, Chris Spangle. You sound what? like Chris Spangle right now, Brian. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Right I got to subscribe to 17 different. No, you don't. I you am Chris Spangle. I know. <laughs> but but Plus, you what know I what I'm saying? Is Brian McLeans is the co-host of the Mrs. Pat the Miss Pat show. So. <laughs> the but Pat. you know what I'm saying though is that look, that that got people thinking about the way they were personally being impacted. Everybody cut the cord, now they have more selection, right? We've opened this up, more freedom, more choice. Do that with everything. Make it fucking personal and people will find ways to uh, to expand their own freedom within that context. Well, killed the show again. Thanks a lot, Brian. No. Well, good. I can go out on a fucking high note because that was that was uh, deep. Stop being poor, Brian. That's all. I'm trying. Say. Me too. God, I'm trying. Have you talked to Jason about how to stop being poor? Yeah, just I've talked him, to man. everybody about stop just, being just poor on the street when I st- when I I talked to everybody on the street when I'm wiping their windshields with newspaper. Just text Jason. <laughs> so how do I stop being poor? Me. I don't know why I've known you for years now. Just tell me I'm gonna stop being poor. Come on. Uh, I'm not e-book. poor. I'm not. I'm not rich, but I'm not poor. No, none of us are poor because poor people don't have computers and microphones. Real poor people. And I think oh, yeah. the concept of what poor is has changed so much over the last. 20, 30, 100 years, whatever it may be, that we can't even conceive what... Poor to me is when I'm upset because I have more bills than I'm used to, or you know, something... But poor to any of us is not what real poor is to... Well, who do we blame for that, though? And many people now. Go see... If you want to see real poor, and you want to help real poor people, go see our friends over at DonorSea. And uh, you can make a huge difference in someone's life for five or ten dollars. But anyway, go ahead. Quite literally, you can help. I was going to say, I mean, whose fault is it that we don't understand what poor is anymore? It's because the government, the U.S. government has continued to support people and say where the poverty line is. But they keep jacking up the poverty line and jacking up the poverty line and providing with all these services and free phones and free all this shit where you could be in the poverty line. And live a fantastic life of apartments, cell phones, iPhones, big screen TVs, and all this other shit. Yeah, if you have any of they, those things, you're not poor. Yeah, they keep raising them, the poverty poor. line up, uh, despite the fact that people, you know, millions are under it. And so we don't realize what poverty is. If they kept it at the literal line of real poverty, then we'd go, oh shit. And we'd also realize how good everybody else has it. Or how good we have it. Is that a Zipix? It is a Zipix. They're no longer a sponsor, though, so don't buy them until they well, come back. They're not back no on. longer a sponsor. They can that's still that, use, the no, the can use the code. No, they use the code. Maybe oh, you can. Actually, you can probably still use the code uh, uh, Lion or Roar. Roar is the last code. But um, it'd be bad business sure. to take the code away. Or counterflow. Never. It take would the be code stupid away. to take the code away. Yeah. Use promo code. Oh Death yeah, Buck. Buck, uh, Buck referred <laughs> them to us. Thank you for that, yes. Buck. Yeah. 
Yeah, we use recur referral code Death to Tyrants for that. <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, Paloma Verde. Uh, check out Paloma Verde CBD because it's awesome and the gummies are delicious. And also, you can use discount code ROAR for 25% off your order. Thank you. you We're actually, I mean, the sponsorship has begun in theory, but um, yeah, I, I'm waiting for the product in the mail. I haven't actually had their stuff yet. I'm going to be it's honest. So good. I don't want to lie to you. But it's on the way and it won't be here by the time the show ends. So. That's why I'm just saying. I'm assuming. Well, yeah. I'm going to actively be quiet since I've been. Uh, now I've had a martini and a half, which is why I'm going on. on I have rant, now upgraded whiskey. At some point when you guys are ranting, I snuck away and there's now whiskey in my. Are you drinking in my out of. Uh, what, are you, what is that? Yeah, it's, like one of these, it's like one of these. Is that, uh, is that one of those urine cups you get at the doctor's? Like <laughs> yeah, a it's actually my urine. <laughs> urine I drink, cup the, you don't do this? I, so you guys don't do it like this? Mark just takes them off the counter as he leaves and he's like, free cups. Yeah, I take the pee cups. I drink the whiskey. Two hours later, I pee it out. Then I drink it. That's not. Well, urine is sterile, so I mean, yeah. yeah, which is why there was a James Bond movie one time where James Bond threw urine in somebody's eyes, and I was like, that wouldn't do anything. Urine in your eyes wouldn't even hurt. It's sterile. It's it not. It's, annoying, not, it's, not it's, it's, a, it's not high acidic content. Mm-hmm. It's really if you didn't know it was pee, you'd probably be like, why is this? Why are you throwing apple juice at me? If you knew yeah. it was pee, you'd be like, maybe a little more annoyed. So why is R. Kelly in so much trouble? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that's probably has to do with the underage no, underage girls. But oh, that aspect, do we, do we, do we want to go down that that uh, one second, avenue? Guys. That uh, drunk avenue of subject. age of consent. Guys, I need a second. I'm, I'm going to bring in a caller. I've got Thaddeus Russell on the line to discuss this. this <laughs> oh, uh, Thaddeus, could you please tell me your position on underage girls and if they exist? Buck, you can you can take the question. That was ha- uh, I'm just having fun. We I love Thaddeus, and I love and he, this is one of the latest libertarian controversies. We can get into it. We cannot, but there we something can. happened on Twitter, and Thaddeus has been talking about this for years, so it's nothing new for him. But I don't know how it became a new thing on Twitter, where mm-hmm. the, the just the concept of age of consent that is something that he questions, and I think it deserves questioning. And yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that without ever thinking one second that I support molesting children or taking advantage right. of people, and neither does Thaddeus Russell because I've heard him talk about this a lot. But when things get turned into a Twitter feud or a Twitter soundbite or whatever, they turn into a new thing. doesn't mean I agree with his position necessarily, but I think it's a concept worth talking about because it's it's extremely important because what happens to children is extremely fucking important. Mm -hmm. And that's my setup for you guys to start talking about things. I'm in a telegram group with uh, the Hoppians who are obviously all far right wing. All racists, yes. Anarchists and... And I found it really refreshing that as that controversy was happening, I, I was in that group and 95% of them were on Thad's side. That is and, fascinating. And they said uh, they were a little embarrassed for, for right-wingers. They said uh, the pedo insult is the right-wing version of saying you're racist over told, anything it that absolutely sounds is. slightly like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, it's a hold good on, comparison. think it through. And all he's saying, and I, I, I had just hung out with him like two weeks prior to this blowing up. The two of you and a couple of twelve-year-olds just yeah. I mean, I hope Deb Jesus, of course, <laughs> yes, there and just fawning. All Thad's point is, it's very much like the war on drugs, and I think John would appreciate this. Like, is it really worth locking people up and or putting them on some list for the rest of their life if they're eighteen and their girlfriend's sixteen? Yeah, they're ridiculous. in high school still. That's crazy. Yeah, that, the Romeo that, Juliet shit is just I- I absolutely yeah. insane. That's his main point, and and so well, I, I think heard. where he gets more ire is when he brings up the concept, the idea that it, it 
that what matters to an extent is if the the child or whatever you want to call them feels victimized or not. I think that's where he got a lot of pushback when he said some someone presented a scenario. I think this is how it started actually. If like a forty year old teacher sleeps with a student because the student wants whatever, I don't know if they want better grades. Then maybe they really like the teacher, and the teacher sleeps with that student. Is that wrong? Or not, or should it be illegal? I don't. I don't remember how, what the actual. Well, I mean, it, was. it happens all the time with with men with with boys in high school, high school mm-hmm. boys. Yeah, it happens and a lot with teach- teachers in their twenties yeah. and female teachers in the twenties and thirties. They're usually pretty hot. I know. Yeah, I've and that was. So I mean, I would almost. I'm looking. I'm like, really? Why did that really? not happen to me? <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Actually, I would, our buddy, our buddy Acklin banged his teacher. Hey, don't come on. You can't. <laughs> he did. He banged his teacher. He was a. He was dealing weed. And nasty, he sold her weed, name, and then he so. banged her. Yeah. Then he banged her. Yeah, I was. And he I, was I, not that good looking. And here in Texas, it'd be some thirty-something-year-old beautiful teacher, a female, that slept with like a sixteen-year-old guy, and I would think. Damn the luck of that son of a bitch! Seriously, I never, I, I it's like the South Park where they're and like, that "Nice." Kid has been talking about that his he, whole life. Did he get his, his luckiest boy in the world, world trophy? Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I, I think it's an interesting idea. Like, yeah, I think it's easy when we say the eighteen-year-old dating sixteen-year-old, but I think it is. I don't want to say more complicated, but it's very different when we are talking about the forty-year-old with the fourteen-year-old, and and like I, I'm. I'm I don't know. I'm not trying to carry water for anybody or represent misrepresent anyone anyone's position, but Thad often will bring up the idea that if the if the person doesn't feel victimized, are they really a victim? And I think that that's where it gets it gets tricky for all of us because I don't know. An eight year old might not feel, and I'm I'm going from fourteen to eight for a reason because a fourteen year old I think does have more cognizance than an eight year old and nowhere near the cognizance of a twenty four year old. And that's what makes all this difficult is because we're all talking about spectrums here. And I can tell you for a fact, eight year olds are all idiots. But right. yeah, that, well, well, that that's why also... I went to eight year olds because I think we would all obviously say an eight year old, even if they don't feel victimized, can be victimized, but, and that's kind of the idea. Is... But there's also the idea, here's where I disagree with Thad on this point, though, is, is that if somebody doesn't necessarily feel victimized, there's also grooming, where you can be groomed along the way, in which you're not going to feel victimized because you've been groomed to not feel victimized. You've you basically been conditioned mentally to accept that, to view it as a good thing. So, And that, and that can happen at any age, by the way, but it does yeah. become a lot easier than the person. happen when you're 40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally. Mean, We've we've groomed Buck to come on this show, and you know, and he wanted to come on it like an idiot. So he's been groomed perfectly, grooming him for years. We groomed him to come on this show about child molestation. This is a grand scheme, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's that's where that standard doesn't really hold water because you cannot simply say if they don't feel victimized. It's the only standard I could agree with is that if you go okay, if they are cognizant, if they know what they're doing, if they seem to have an, an adult mentality as far as the topic's concerned. But even that's so subjective. Yeah, that's how exactly. that standard to have here as mud, Brian. How do you prove yeah. it? What's well, I'm saying, and that, and that's why I can't even support that. And that's why that's the only reason I say I think there has to be a hard cutoff. And I'm not saying it has to be 18. But who decides? I it? think 16 might make more sense. Even 15 would make sense to me because kids are already having sex at that age. You I think the fact it, that you're saying it like you're this proves how how not hard it can be. Because yeah. if you're saying maybe 16, maybe 15, well then why should the guy at, at if you decide or whoever decides 16? And again, we have the same problem: the 16 and one day year old with the 14 year old. Well, why right. it depends, right and it depends well, on the know. individual, and also I think it's it's and different between the like sexes. That. I know co- controversial, but there's two different sexes, only two in, in, the, in this <laughs> world. And we only have so, two of them represented here right now, so that's 
<laughs> guess guess which one is i'll leave that up to the listeners <laughs> and the viewer and the punishment comes into it as well because you can't put someone if it's if you're dealing with again 14 and 16 or or, or 15 and 17 you can't put someone on a list for the rest of their life right. for something so ridiculous like that that's a good point so, too assume it's a real crime like assume a 24 year old literally took advantage of say a 16 year old and we maybe we all agree society the four of us all agree it was wrong should that person have to be on a list when they're 54 right, and, right. and that and they and they and they can't even like move to a neighborhood that's within seven miles of a school or whatever the fuck it is should that person's life be ruined even if we agree it's a, a, they did the wrong thing can these list makers can these list makers just look at the picture of the 16 year old and be like She's pretty hot. I think we all I agree to come down to the it. hotness of I everyone. <laughs> you got to take the hotness into account here. <laughs> you know? But no, I, no, that's a good point. Um, it's also, I mean, I, I think, yeah, they definitely, they, I don't think, I don't approve of the list of child molesters because it's so broad. Like, you even hear what people are arrested for and put on that list for. It's very right. broad. It's not even necessarily fucking, it could be getting, like, there was one story I remember. It was a guy that got texted a picture. He didn't even ask for it. Hmm. His younger girlfriend sent him a picture of her tits on text message. He was 17 and she was 15 or something like that. And because of that, he ended up getting on this sexual molester list, getting on, you know, having some charges that were, I think, you know, delayed. He didn't go to jail, but put on you know, criminal record, put on probation. And it's like he's like. I didn't ask to get some of these teddy pictures, man. Like, what do you want me to tell you? So, yeah, the, the list itself, any list, any government list is bullshit, period. I think we need a child, like, under the age of, I don't know, some cutoff. There again, is a, uh, a, czar, a czar that is elected by the people look, that this, determines look, each case. I think, Odie, I think we can all agree. Let's all this right now. We're going to settle it right here. <laughs> With this brain trust, maybe we can just settle it. The four of us. All right, this is the post pedophilia panel, right? There is a fucking. (laughs) (laughs) We need to move on past. There is a fucking age we can all agree is too young, right? We can all agree it's too young. Why don't we talk about it? Why don't you? Let's all of us throw out an age you think is hundred percent too young. Here's the issue, and we can and we can argue about it. Here's the issue. No matter what age anyone says right now, you still have the issue of. What is the arbitrary reason that one day above that age makes a difference to one day below that age? And there's mm-hmm. never going to be a good answer. And so I'm, I can't. And there's never individuals different. I mean, well, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. But at some point, I don't know. There's got to be an agreed agreed on standard. And yeah, you can argue about right, it. If but- you've had a bar mitzvah, you're good. Yeah. It should probably be a lot lower than it is, to be honest. I'm going to say, well, if we go with libertarians, since most libertarians. 25 aren't even having sex yet so we can start at 25 30 30 <laughs> yeah, liber- okay we have regular people age and libertarian age libertarian 30 regular libertarian people uh 14. age of consent 56 <laughs> um you yeah, i'm laughing mind. but that's i mean mark's talked about this a little bit but that's that's terrifying it is that yeah uh, it is I, I, that's I, not just libertarians i think that that ever. stat is like uh the united states like I, Happening that across stat, the, board. the fertility yeah. stat. I mean, this yeah. is really scary stuff. Well, getting back, I'm going to yeah. go with. I, I think 13 is a little too young for me. I'm going to go 14. That's, <laughs> I'm going to isolate that soundbite right there. <laughs> that's, that's the new intro. To my, that's the new intro to Electric Liberty Land. Clint, really young. I'm going to go with a 14 year old, please. Yeah, right, uh, I think Esquire. I think 14 is 
even though I still think that's a little young, I think that that could be an absolute dead set cutoff. And and you could have maybe you could have a little gray so, zone. So under your you know. idea, if a 16 year old fucks a 14 year old, 16 year old in jail. Well, uh, that's I was going to add this contingency in. Yeah. I think there has to be. And that's it. You nailed the age, the age difference. I think yeah. two year, the two year gap. If they're if they can overlap in school, actually, if they can overlap in school. Yeah. Not that's, a, that's actually not an unreal, unreasonable school, comparison. Right. If you can overlap in the same school, which a lot of us is four years, you can date. I actually like that one the best. If you're in the same school, you can fuck. Yeah, that's actually yeah. yeah. Then you're gonna have, then you're gonna have same eighteen year olds banging If society's gonna agree that you can intermingle all the time in the same area, that's the standard, really. If you can all work together, you can all fuck. If you can all be in army together, you can all fuck. If you can all be in the same school, you can all fuck. Not mm. the teachers the same. I mean, obviously we have to say differently, but. I think that's actually a, the more reasonable than a random age cutoff. I just got up to get water from the bathroom. Realized my my bedroom up, door Brian and McLean the hallway. Goes back to middle school. <laughs> you just want hey, to try it again, everybody. Billy <laughs> He's going to get his backpack and his, his clear pencil holder. Exactly. Right I'll be. Like, I like the hey, Steve Buscemi. Kids. Hey, fellow kids. Uh, no, I'm just laughing. We're, we're, I'm yelling about child you don't uh, even molestation. When you, walk away. you just do it quietly. No, no, no. I'm, I'm back because of the funniest. So I, I got up to get my my drink of water and uh, i realized that i left my door open that goes straight through the bedroom straight down the hall and all the doors are open to my you know one and a half year old's bedroom and, and you have some explaining about child molestation and she was she was sitting up eyes wide open listening in horror with so, eyes and, uh, wide open story is brian has to have a little talk tonight with his wife about his position on children but anyway that actually in all seriousness that makes a lot more sense than any any other random age cutoff. The random yeah, age thing is is causes so many problems. It's yeah. it's. I mean, the main point here is it's completely insane for if you have an eighteen year old and a sixteen year old, seventeen yes. year old and a fifteen year old, for one of them to have for the older one to have their life ruined because mm-hmm. they had sex. That's just insanity. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we could even determine like, okay, maybe this thing, quote unquote, shouldn't be allowed. Maybe there should be a punishment at certain ages. But no matter what, I mean, it's it's worse than the felon label. Like the felon label hinders yeah. youth all throughout life. I'd rather be a felon than on the sex offender list. Yep. Because I can explain to someone why I'm a felon. I, I don't think I can explain to anyone why it's not a big deal that I'm on the sex offender list and try to work my way around society with that. And yep. that was most likely or more likely probably something innocent not innocent in the in a sense that obviously but that that's the point though that people assume sex offender list this is uh you know a rapist when yeah. it could just be an 18 year old who slept with a 16 year old and that should not be ever be in the same category right. as or, maybe someone who who raped eight weep eight women but they're the same person according to that list or Correct. just send a picture on their phone I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 even well, more and, innocent. You're right. And the yeah. thing is, too, it's like, you know, you think about, like you're saying, your life's ruined. If you see the application, you're an employer, you're whatever it is. Uh, Matthew Erickson and the younger one needs her, his, her life ruined, too. Half the time that does happen. Uh, but and I believe that's the point. You're also, the, he you're, says you're doing a, ch- a background check or a job stop check. Being poor. <laughs> stop <laughs> being poor and you'll stop being molested. All right. Here's the thing. If you're 14 and poor, then that. It's the state. Sorry, we, we laugh at we laugh at Matt for that critique, but he's he's right. I mean, I laugh at the meme. I laugh at the meme. I don't laugh at Matt for it. Matt's absolutely but, right. 
Poor Buck is a, he's a, a, a very Why polite person, Buck and, he's, and he's not screaming over us. You have to learn to scream over us. You actually, yeah, I, that, I, my point was just it's the state version. Listen, of, Mr. Of Death Tyrants, time to scream over us. The Me Too movement went all the way from uh, this guy r- raping chicks to Louis C.K. asking for permission, getting permission, and then doing his thing in front of a woman. And, oh, then it went. Oh, Aziz, I'm sorry. Aziz, I'm sorry. Just yeah. having a f- fucking fine date that went a okay. Date. And it's yeah, a date when she did nothing what? wrong the entire time. So I mean, to it's pretend the sex offender list should be a 17 year old and a 15 year old that hooked up in high school versus also a 50 year old and a four year old. It's all the same. Well, that's that's insane. And that's the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why we need libertarian pedal court. Moderated oh, by Brian. By that's Brian. A re- we just found a rebranding. We did. There you go. <laughs> we got rebranding <laughs> solved. All the wrestling that would, fans. That would get us some attention. That's for there sure. There was WWE court in the back and the Undertaker prevailed or yeah. presided over all of the cases. So that's it. not a storyline. That's like that's real, real life. This is actually yeah. an interesting concept of like private court, actually. Yes. Uh, but no. I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up, and I'm glad you reminded me reminded me why we need to start a wrestling podcast someday. Here, oh, I think you're gonna say why we need to uh, run with this libertarian pedicord idea. Just uh, <laughs> justice that too. We'll name him a justice, Justice uh, Gene Epstein. So he'll oversee <laughs> it. All right, so who's, who will be? Uh, you are the pedophile. Mm-hmm. I mean, sir, please I'm come up here and defend yourself. Glenn Jacobs is my my justice of, of this libertarian, not libertarian pedo court necessarily. I don't think he's going to be in for that. He's going to stay a mayor. He doesn't have a choice. So he's been drafted. It's too late. Nice. Um, no, but this is what Buck is talking about is in the WWE locker room over the you know over the decades. Whenever someone would have an infraction, meaning they didn't necessarily break a law, a law of the locker room, meaning they they cross someone in some way they would have a way to settle it privately. They didn't go to the boss. They didn't go to Vince McMahon. They went to wrestler's court and they had a hearing in, in the locker room. And the undertaker was so respected over the years that he became basically like the final arbiter, but he earned that. He earned that. If he didn't, he wasn't a tyrant. He wasn't a dictator who assumed that title violently. He was given that title due to the respect that he had earned over the years of being this kind of arbiter and yep. people would respect his decision. And that is a very good analysis, uh, analogy of what a liberty court would be. It would be yes. something or a, a more libertarian society where we judge things in a better way. When we appoint someone to be the judge, not because they seized power, but because they earned respect, because they earned the respect and people in the whole society generally agree, we can all trust this person or this group or whatever it may be to be a fair arbiter. It doesn't mean they're going to decide in our favor. It means we respect the decision. And that is that is a great model for liberty court or libertarian pedal court or whatever it may be. We're going LPC. to have justice. Jeff Deist will decide if Dave Smith or Vin Armani was correct on the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> also, there will be mud, mud wrestling match to determine. Yes. In the, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, should we just go there since we've circled back there? Yeah, we can circle uh, back. Do you guys want to go? Wait, wait, wait sure. into the Vin and Dave thing. Is, is this, is this on go. the main show or is this bonus show? Well, we can decide. We've been going for a while now. We could, uh, we could dovetail into bonus content and really tease the Patreon if we, if we want. Um, I wouldn't mind going a little bit. How about we do this? Let's do about ten more minutes or so. We'll see where that takes us. And then if if Buck, if you got a little more time, if you guys got a little more time, we'll do you know a little bit of a bonus show too, and and go a little sure. deeper. I got plenty of time. Well, Buck's so let's surface level time, talk right? about it. Let's surface level talk about it. How about that? 
Right, what do we per- call it? We, we're talking Dan Smots Essential Time, too. Jan, uh, from System is Down. What do we call it? Dickhead Time? Cocksucker time. Who's, who's Cocksucker more. time. We call it cocksucker time. Yeah, CT. Because it's so annoying to remember <laughs> for us that aren't on it. It's so. only the center of the country. Well, the center of the guys- dick, a center of the dick might be the biggest part, but it's the least interesting. <laughs> wow, nobody goes, nobody, no chick you walk up to is like, how big's the center of your dick? They don't fucking care. Has any chick ever been ha- ha- said how big is any specific part of anyone's dick? Has anyone ever said probably that? also the most important part of your dick? I would think the center. I mean, it's where well, I know, is, right? So here's the question: You know, you get your. You're dick this really? Off. I thought we were going to talk about Vin Armani and Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're saying that. Yeah, we, we have tech. With Odie, you do all and, yeah. and podcasts, and you come in with that detail. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Odie's other podcast, Center Dickin, where Odie goes around and measures the center of people's dicks. Here's my statement. It is a little surprising that I I had this Felony Friday podcast talking to people who've been through prison and not have one person talk about getting raped on the podcast. That would have been one of my questions every time. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good question, Odie. It just doesn't really happen. Does it mean it didn't happen? Or does it mean you just didn't ask the hard questions? Maybe I didn't ask the hard questions. Because I don't believe I've ever heard you explicitly say, by the way, (laughs) ever get raped? Never heard that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, this is also really fucked up, but I I mean, I have had women. As as soon as I end the interview, it's the first thing I ask. (laughs) I have. I just don't even record it. I just want to ask it. Um, comes uh, I, I have had, I have w- had women, women on, though. and it, I mean, it, it's <laughs> terrible what happens to women uh, by way of male prison guards in prison. Oh, sure, so, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of... That's probably where most of the abuse happens. Yeah, that makes that makes more... I mean, on TV, it, like if you just watch Oz or whatever, you just think everyone's getting raped. And I'm sure male-on-male rape happens all the time for a variety of reasons. Power structures, um, this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, all of that stuff. I think uh, yeah. I think rape in prison is more about the hierarchies than it is in showing you know who's who's boss or whatever. But um, I mean, for for women to be in that situation with male guards, I, I imagine is just an entirely horrifying, more much more horrifying situation that doesn't really get talked about, you know, nearly as much. They should be on the list for the long term. Those guys. Yeah, that, there's that. You know, that's the rape list. Yeah. See, the rape Indeed. list. They should that's be in the long term list. That's a long term list. The rape yeah. list. Anybody who is a prison guard for more than 20 years, I'm skeptical about yes, what's same, happening there. Same. Yeah, but what if you're like I, Tom I understand. Cruise. I understand if you spend some time in the profession, you're Hanks. like, oh, wow, I got to get out of here. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A year or two, around, and then you do something else. Okay, yeah. I get that. If you've been there for decades, you probably like it, and that's fucked yeah. up. It's fucked up. I, I, I don't know. If, I'm a firefighter. I don't know if people listening know that, but I have made multiple calls in, in various prisons within the city that I work in. It's depressing. And I always leave there going, who the fuck could work there and, and see this mm-hmm. on a daily basis? It's so, and it's just so depressing. I mean, the colors are bland. It's, you know, it's yellows and tans, locked up cages. Well, that's racist. It's, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you just look around and colors go. Colors and tans, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just gross. Who could who could walk into this daily as their office? I'd rather go to a a, a cubicle, which is also depressing. But I'd rather do that. It's very depressing. Oh, and Matt yeah. Matt chimes in. I'll, I'll put his. I'll put his. I, I remember this too, Jason. Oh yeah, he this. was for. Yeah, yeah, Stapleton Jason, was a lot of shit. For Stapleton a short was time. a prison guard at one point. But yeah, again, to Odie's point, he did it for like a year or two or something like that. Not he, oh, I don't think he was. I think he was a prison guard oh. for like. 
a couple months that he was a cop for i think yeah. a year point being it's, 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 it's one of those things why like doing now <laughs> you know why young people need to work and i don't say they need to be prison guards we need to work shitty jobs because mm-hmm. you need that motivation young to be like fuck i do not want to do this the rest of my if life. you're working the shitty job when you're 45 you need you know that's yeah. that's the guy you got to watch out for yeah that's when the mexicans should take your job <laughs> <laughs> they should really take it a 25 year old mexican hopefully mm-hmm. but now i'm being ageist and racist all at once all right guys before we wrap up here i gotta let you know about one of our great sponsors our longtime sponsors at lauren zadi italy if you are a fan of coffee if you like a nice fresh cup of joe to wake up in the morning as i do you're gonna want to check out our friends at lauren zadi italy they deliver fine premium italian coffees right to your door in these nice little tins that look so wonderful sitting on your counter there and if that weren't all enough these guys are great libertarians they are patreon supporters of this show they are absolutely worthy of your support if that all wasn't enough these guys do more than just sell coffee they also help other entrepreneurs set up their own coffee businesses help them acquire equipment acquire financing everything they need to start their own coffee business start their own coffee shops so you definitely want to check them out for that reason if that's something that's been on your mind either way just fantastic people at Lorenzati, italy amazing people fantastic people you'll want to support them if you're fans of the show heck even if you're not if if you're listening to this by accident, check them out anyway. They have great coffee. Lauren Zotti, Italy. You can find them at laurenzotti.coffee. That's L-O-R-E-N-Z-O-T-T-I dot coffee. And you do not want to forget your Lions of Liberty listener discount. Just use discount code ROAR for 10% off your order. Do we want to circle back to uh, to Vin and Dave or save that for bonus? I know we already talked about that, but let's tease it. And then let's do both. Let's have all, all the best worlds. Let's talk about it a little bit. I'll, I'll kick it off a little bit. I mean, I mean, you've had Vin on your show, Mark, several times. And, and Dave a plethora of times. And Dave thousands of times. <laughs> and I respect both of them greatly. Vin's and never debated Archie, though. <laughs> oh my god i want Vin to debate archie that that's the de- oh my god I just that's the debate i don't know what the premise is but i, I want that debate now Vin just talking Vin, about god Vin would hang up. Just I don't like, think but are you racist sir <laughs> do you like bunnies <laughs> yeah, but let me find a me let me find a meme for what i want to say uh, <laughs> but and i and i remember like and you brought this up um in the episode in the uh episode with clint um this week or last week whenever uh, this is Aaron. When you're listening, um, but and I, I mean, Vin called this called this whole thing with the lockdowns, with the masking, with everything that's happened. He pretty much called everything, and he and he got out. And that's, I mean, I don't think anybody people do criticize him for uh, for leaving. I don't personally. I think there's um, a dumb criticisms on so many levels that I can't agreed. even. First of all, he's still in the U.S., so he, he didn't really leave that much. And and you could you could argue that maybe he should have gone somewhere else out of the U.S. if he was really trying to leave. Because yeah, if anybody should criticize him on anything, it should be you didn't go far enough outside mm-hmm. the empire. If if you were going to criticize him, which I wouldn't on that either. But you know, someone who really put themselves in a way better situation. Vin never had to wear a mask. His family never had to wear a mask. His family was never locked down. His family never got yelled at by a fucking Karen like I have, like with Brian, I'm sure has. Like we probably all have at some point here. So 
is that really a valid? Am I going to take anyone seriously well, that criticizes? You can criticize his viewpoints. That I'm all for. Mm-hmm. Criticize viewpoints, his tactics, going after Dave. I don't care if you can criticize that. But to toss out this, oh, you just ran away thing, that's just the dumbest shit I the can cr- think The about. criticism I can understand is that, and I think Clint brought this up too, and in his show is not everybody can do that, right? You can't, not everybody can pick up and leave and fly and spend all the money to fly True, across the country. But more people can do it than they think. And I think yeah. that's more, one oh, no, thing more that, people that is important. can than they think. And, and I made this argument. All of us here can do it. We all choose not to. We, everyone on this, on this show right now can do it. It might be difficult. It might be uncomfortable. Yeah, very we, all, uncomfortable. we all have the capability. To do it. Yeah. Well, this goes back to my point about everybody has it too comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even if mm-hmm. you're locked down, we were, oh, okay. All right. I got to wear a mask. All right, I'll wear a mask a little bit, but I'm still getting paid. I'm working from home. I still go out. The stores are open. Uh, I got Netflix. HBO Max gives me fresh new movies. In my Liberty's head. doing streams. I'm yeah, fucking food streams. delivered to your house. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, that's the thing is it's like, yeah, okay, we're not in a position. And that's the thing. Maybe it's the conflicts of technology and convenience that has kept people here. Maybe if it, it was... 30 years ago, yeah. a lot more people would be like, fuck this, I'm out. But right now, they're like, whatever, man. I'm getting paid. The government's paying me more than I can get to work. And that's the government's fault, too. But still, the inconvenience, the lockdown inconvenience, I hate it. It's fucked my business. It's fucked a lot of businesses. But the most majority of people, the everyday working people, it was great for them. It was fucking great. Why are they going to pick up and fucking leave? They're not. That's, that's the counterpoint to it. Well, Vin's not talking to those people, though. Right, and 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 but, the insult. But those are the people that. The, but those are the people that matter as far as actually making any sort of impact. So okay, pre, you're preaching to the people that are going to listen to you that can move. Okay, how many people is that? A couple thousand. Well, he's not he's, just he's, preaching no to those people. He's not trying to save the world. He's trying to talk to people in our area that have this I, mentality. I, look, know? I agree, man. But it's going to make no impact. Zero impact. None. Well, well, well it's already made it. I mean, Vin, Vin's. I'll, I'll say this. I, Vin has made a larger impact in my life spiritually than Dave Smith has, and you can easily argue that that's the most important thing in life. So, I mean, that's my nose yeah, looks so broken. I think saying zero impact is is a uh, actually completely absurd. Now, I'm not saying he made. I'm not saying Vin has made zero impact. I'm saying what he is advocating for would make zero impact practically if people picked up and left because the only people that can can do it are a few thousand people in his audience that have the capability to do it it would be irrelevant in the overall scheme of things period but well, it's not irrelevant to, to those people though. it's not irrelevant no, if it changes no, it's not, people's but they lives chose, but they chose to stay didn't they they chose to stay they heard his message they chose to stay i don't know if they heard it i mean I, I, you I would just say said that, he's speaking to our people, so they clearly fucking heard it. Well, not everyone listens Sorry, to every podcast. I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> talking about who the, the type of people he's speaking to. Go ahead. The pejoratives to say that if you disagree with Vin on his criticisms of Dave Smith, that's one area that we can discuss. But to say like, what a pussy this guy ran off, which I've I've seen on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not sure I, that that's like a pussy thing. I I think this guy already had his. Eyes dotted and his his T's crossed. They should. <laughs> can you blame him for that? I oh, mean, he's celebrating his one hundred from that. <laughs> to to knock someone if you're a free market anarchist for for basically having their shit together and and foreseeing what was going to happen, and he's been fairly right along the way. Like actually, say, almost one hundred percent. I'm going to take my Very family right. and and put them in a situation that I think is 
more appropriate for them to be in and not in this tyrannical insanity that we've all lived through. Uh, you guys, some of you guys more than, than myself in Texas, but still it was bad here for a little bit. So I, I can't knock the guy for leaving. I, oh, I no, can't no. blame him. And if I'm you've got either. your eyes dotted and your T's crossed and you, or even if maybe just the maybe eyes you dotted, don't. you don't even need all of Maybe just sat across half a T and you figure out the I and the other half when you get. I don't like this. I'm out of here. Mark even did it for briefly. He got to go to, Mm -hmm. I was a little jealous of this. Like Mark goes to Mexico. Man, it's pretty fucking nice. And and to, to be able to just go, I'm out of here. uh, And I'm going to live my own life off the grid. As an anarchist, why would you? insult that and and this isn't against you brian I, this is against oh no no i'm not I, i'm not shitting on i'm not shitting on vin for moving either i agree with you it's great that he did so keep going it's the people i I've think seen i think this facebook user is kind of hit i think that hits it on the head there where yeah, people that's what I are feeling at least yeah yeah he says he says uh, we don't know who this is because they didn't do the whole dumb stream yard register thing it's not cowardly to move it's smarmy and condescending to yell at everyone who can't move and like i'm not here to defend vin or not i don't think vin anyway other people might i never heard vin's be condescending to people who can't move myself right it's the opposite i've heard the people that didn't move be condescending to him because he did yes (laughs) and that's that's kind of weak in my opinion i think that here's what i think i think that people think he's being condescending look i like vin i enjoy listening to him i think he's a very smart guy but he comes across as exceptionally condescending and, that, so, and that's a criticism people, of anyone who is extremely confident in what they're saying. And that, and no, I understand he's that. very, he's very dismissive. Brian, you he's come across dismissive. as condescending too sometimes. And I'm not Mark, saying that. It, Mark, not, Mark, 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 you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying in a minute. Okay. So, <laughs> right, right on brand, condescending. <laughs> in one minute. You fucking moron. You'll be on my level. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, like uh, listening, I was Once listening you to, up, you'll to Clint's episode with, with Ben and Matt. And no, he just, I text, I literally t- like, uh, whatever it was signaled Mark and Odie. And I was like, I was like, man, fucking, I was like, dude, Vin's ego and his, the way he talks down, the way he talks. <laughs> For you is, to talk about someone's ego is just funny. And I, oh, I, mean, I, I, I completely admit I have a fucking big ego. I think the projection be, thing. Look, there. T- no, no, it's, uh, this is not projection to be in the space. You have to have an ego, but the way yeah. he was talking, cause it mostly I'm talking just to the mic. If I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'm not talking the way that he was talking, which is very condescending, very dismissive. And that's what people are getting out of it. I'm telling you, he what he's saying is not necessarily wrong insofar as moving, insofar as the tactics, as far as reading your family. Not everybody can do that. But when people hear him coming across and like, hey, you know, do this, you're, you're, you're an idiot for not thinking like I think, that's what turns people off. And I'm telling you, that's why a lot of people were after hearing that episode, he could have criticized Dave and done it in a little bit less condescending way. And the reaction would not have been so severe. You I, are correct. I hundred percent agree with you. Th- but what that, if you know, ca- calling Dave, calling Dave a predator and those things should not, I mean, yeah, should not have done that. Uh, I, but if you listen to the rest of the podcast, which he never should have to explain it that way in the first place, he kind of backpedaled off of it. Well, look, but if I you, was going to call Dave Smith a predator, I would have done it. If I, even if I really thought it, I would have done it in an offhanded joke manner. Like, well, shit, man, he's kind of like a predator. You know? I don't think he yeah, means it like predator, a joke. But, but if he well, meant it like a joke, that would make sense. But he doesn't mean it like a joke. He no, he doesn't. Seriously. But that's, a, uh, that's, a, uh, that's the point I'm making, though, is I could have brought it up. If I thought Dave was a predator, I would have brought it up as an offhand comment, a real thing I thought, and thrown it out there to make people kind of be like, oh, maybe, shit, is he a predator or not? Instead, he's 
you know, and this is the, the biggest complaints I had about it, too, is calling him a predator. This is going to turn people off. People are going to immediately have a switch that goes in their head that says, yeah. I'm not listening to shit you're saying now. You just fucking attacked him, called him a predator. That's fucking idiotic. I'm not going to go for it anymore. So. No, I get how it affects people, yeah. but I think that that also speaks to a little bit of the cult mentality that exists everywhere. I'm not just not just outside libertarianism and not just in libertarianism. I've seen so much of oh my God, I got to defend Dave because he's my guy. I fucking love Dave. Like, I, 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 there are not many people in this mm -hmm. movement that I love more than Dave. Uh, personally, uh, in terms of what he's, you know, him. He would easily sacrifice any of the lines of liberty in a heartbeat. Hopefully. He shouldn't, that predator. <laughs> sacrifice? <laughs> no, but. Oh, uh, he put us on the mark. Dave, or he, he put us Dave on is, I mean, I'll say this. Dave is the, the greatest spokesman for and matt matt's not gonna like this but for the ideas for spreading liberty for the ideas of liberty right After now brian mcwilliams <laughs> yeah close second listen neck neck, brian i get neck. why you don't like van it's because he pulls off the ball i do like van <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring that line out jeez all right, off. let's go. What are we doing with Bowman show? We're at like an hour and a half of this right. fuck episode. I, I, yeah. I forget where I was going with this, so let's just agree that we're going to wrap things up after Buck's last thoughts, and then we're going to move to a little bonus show. If you guys, have oh, I want to keep talking about this shit. No, no, no we're going to keep talking. We're going to do a bonus, bonus show. Bonus we got our guest. Come on, we got to shoot our guest. Well, Brian, we're going to let on. Buck give his final thoughts on this subject. Final thoughts that he will then expand upon in the bonus show. For and plug, and plug his show, of course. And plug everything else. Yeah, the show's Fuck. <laughs> I, I don't need to plug that. I, I mean, I, not that I don't need to, but I, I, I'm just here to have fun with you guys. Uh, I, I would not have chosen the language that Vin chose for Clint's podcast. However, there, to Mark's point, there is a bit of a, uh, a little clickish feel that all, that I'm all in on the LPMC thing, or I'm all in for, I'm a Dave Stan, as the kids say. And you can. Did they say that? Is that we thing? all love? I think everyone here can can agree that we love Dave Smith. I think he's amazing at what he does. He's been an influence on me, uh, huge, uh, more so than Vin, as far as what I do in, in podcasting. But they just disagree with each other. That's okay. I wouldn't have chosen Vin's language, but I also would not say what a loser for moving away. And and I and I saw that multiple times on Twitter. Like this guy's quitting. He he left, and it's like. Would you rather leave with your family if you've got the means to do that and, and, and put them in a in a very a position to succeed or fight within the Libertarian Party and maybe go nowhere with or go, go argue with Nick Sarwark and Archie Flower? Right. Correct. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's not the binary not choice. Not that it's a binary choice, but I'm just saying I saw people just standing up for Dave in a, in kind of a flimsy way that seemed cheap in my opinion, rather than say, I, I think Dave Smith is a family man and I think he's very good at what he does. And I love what he does. I didn't appreciate Vin's wording. That's more appropriate than going, what a quitter. He fucking left the United States or whatever. Yeah. And uh, in fairness, Twitter brings out like the worst of everyone. So there's probably a lot of people that think what pretty much all of us think in some way, shape or form. I wouldn't have used those words, yada, yada, but whatever we can respectfully disagree, but Twitter brings out the fuck this guy, fuck that guy. And you yes. know that, you know, so maybe that doesn't and, represent. And same with the Thaddeus stuff that yeah, had a, totally. a point that was exactly. far more nuanced than you can put into however many characters Twitter lets you do it. Yeah. But to call that a, a pedo or whatever the fuck they were saying also stupid. So yeah. I think the bottom line is, uh, there's nuanced conversations to be had on a lot of these topics. And just to try to get it in a tweet often uh, leaves you 
it can leave you looking silly in the end. All right. Well, that's a really long way to say to listen to Counterflow each and every, at least Monday. Sometimes every Monday. You do yes. Live streams, you do bonus stuff too. I, I will speak from the heart here. Genuinely speaking, when you know when uh, Buck first reached out to me, I didn't really know who you, who you were when you had Death of Tyrants. I went on your show. I was like, sure, why not? Really enjoyed the interview more than I expected to from someone who just wanted to kill all the tyrants, which I want to do too. And maybe metaphorically, maybe not. Uh, but no, your your interviewing style, the more I've I mean, I've listened to you almost every interview, I think, since you've since you've changed the name. And I, I mean, I listened to you before that, too. But maybe that had a psychological effect on me, too, even though it's, it's the same guy. Because since Counterflow has become Counterflow, I have listened to nearly every interview. I'm sure I've missed one or two. But uh, I think you are truly one of the best interviewers in this business. And that comes from someone that I like to think other people say that about me as well. So I, uh, I really... Got to recommend everyone to at least give Buck's show a try. Check out Counterflow. I think you're really going to enjoy uh, Buck's style. It's different than mine. Mm-hmm. It's different than Odie's. Different than John's. You're just extremely thoughtful, and you are not. You, you really, really. It's it's so obvious to me, especially when you interviewed me a couple months ago. You really put thought into your interviews far more than I do. Like like truly, I, I mean that far more than I do. I kind of wing them. I'm not going to lie. You have clearly like really put thought into everything you're going to say, everything you're going to ask. And it really, really comes across. So I really want to highly recommend checking out Counterflow. And I will take that payment in cryptocurrency. And I want to say, you know, he Buck had so many interesting points tonight that yes. nobody could hear because we were just speaking over him the entire time. So all right. And Buck has not learned the style that you need to scream over all of us when you're on. <laughs> it's like they, it's individually like, we seem like reasonable people, but when you get us to get together like a pack of goblins and feed us alcohol, yeah, yeah we're unstoppable. <laughs> But but the thing about being being quiet like that and not not quiet but being you know soft spoken is that you know Buck when you do talk you can tell we're all like we're we're all pulling and listening so oh he's saying um, things exactly it's it's uh and you have a great radio voice so that helps thank as you well. guys thank and you. a good ASMR voice I look forward to listening to you whispering me to sleep mm, Brian all right well well Buck I know you've dreamed of this day this moment basically your entire life. So I know that you're really looking forward to signing off with us. I know. Yes. You're ready. We're going to the after party too, right? We're going to go to the after party. party But first we're going to sign off for the normies. And then when they want to hear more, they're going to give us five dollars or more, hopefully more. And then they're going to hear the rest. But until then, I have one thing to ask of you, Buck, Odie, McWilliams, everybody. And that is to live long. And Free. I love it. Yes. <laughs>